You've tuned into the Bellingham Podcast for the week of April 8, 2018, episode 75. Three quarters. From the city by the Sailor Sea, I am AJ Barsay. And filled with a giant smiley face in my heart, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, hey, we're doing a little spring cleaning on our tech gear and our other gear. We'll share some ways that we are able to eliminate some of our unused clutter make a couple bucks in the process, and not shed too many stressful tears. We'll have all that plus a whole lot more next on the Bellingham Podcast. How you doing, Chris? I am so thrilled to be recording episode 75, AJ. We're three quarters of the way to that magical C-note, Benjamin Franklin. Yes, I need need my C-note of podcasting. I'm doing fine. How about yourself? Not too bad. I'm loving the the glowing orb up in the sky. It's probably like 40 degrees today as opposed to 30. Uh, That is always helpful. And of course, we are in the month about... It's spring. It's supposed to be freezing, right? April showers bring May flowers, unless you're in the northwest of the northwest, in which freezing rain can bring... (laughs) can be uh, putting a damper on your brain. Freezing rain can bring you pain. (laughs) That's right. All right, let's kick this off. Okay, so at the top of the show, I just have a quick note. Um, uh, The Watch Fam, uh, thank you guys so much, and gals, for listening to the the last episode. Uh, We got a lot of good responses. And uh, I had I had somebody point out a quick note of clarification, not a correction. <laughs> clarification. <laughs> uh, we're not a new show, but if we did, we do it better. Much so, better. Uh, I had made a comment because you were asking about like uh, like Halios and and Nomos and like this new this new age style, and you had asked like this could this be the, like the new uh, new classics and stuff, and I said well you know Nomos is an old brand. And I should preface, they're not like Patek Philippe old. Like Nomos was is about 30 years old. I was using it in reference to like Halios and, and Braemont who are younger than say Nomos. But yes, they are all collectively a new breed of, of watchmaking. Their aesthetic is new and hip and awesome and I love it. Um, but they are not old watchmaking, just as a point of clarification. Dare we say they are the new generation. I think so. And what and, and along these lines about talking about old, how long does it have to be before something's old? Oh, a classic, yeah, right? You know, Van Halen from the 80s is now considered classic rock. Mm-hmm. I weep because that was my heyday. Are you with me there, uh, listeners out there? Uh, yeah. If you got started in the 80s, right. that may be considered old. That yeah. may be considered the uh, new generation. Who right, knows? right. But anyway, regardless, Skookum Watches. Uh, thanks, Watch Fam, for check, fact-checking. Me. Absolutely. So uh, let's talk about uh, spring cleaning, not just for getting your house all spruced up, but el- what we talk about all the time, eliminating some of the things in your life that you may not be using that are just kind of sitting there, whether it's in a container or in your closet, up in the attic, up in the attic or wherever you might have it. Now, AJ, you've done a little bit of technology clutter removal. Uh, What's been going on? Oh, dude, I have like, this is like, uh, this is the sequel to the sequel to the sequel of The Purge, the technologist's edition. I believe that will be a quadrilogy. I don't know how many of those films there are. Anyway, uh, no. So I have been, so hi, my name is AJ Barce and I'm a little bit of a tech hoarder. Hi, AJ. So Here's the thing. I am one of those people that will hang on to technology after I bought it because in the back of my brain, this little lizard voice kicks in. It's like, AJ, you're, you like to meddle with things and you can make this into insert something else here. Dan, it's better to have it on hand. Now, here's the thing. I've had things like an iPhone 3GS since it came out that finally just left my house. I've had 
iPhone 4S's, a cracked iPhone 5, an iPad mini, and all of these things that I, yes, they are all Apple devices, I just sold away. And the reason why I've had them for that many years, because if you do a Google search of when the 3GS came out, you're going to be like, wow, why did you ever hang on to that? It doesn't have a retina display. It doesn't have blah, blah, blah. The thing is, is that I had this idea of I would turn it into a baby monitor or a security cam or insert something. Heck, even give it to my mom and dad. You know, they ended up getting a better phone. They got an iPhone like seven. Hand me down tech. Yeah, hand me down tech. I had it for the expressed idea of I would use it, repurpose it, whatever. I didn't want it to go into the landfill or the other thing that we all kind of get into this gnarly loop. Oh, it's only worth $50. I spent $450. It's worth it for me just to keep it. Is it? Because that's the loop even I got into. And this last week, I got out of that loop. And it is amazing because I sold all of it. Now, how did I sell it? A couple of different ways. The first way is, so the 3GS, the four S's, and I had two of them, a 64 gig and a 32 gig, one black, one white, which I found funny. I got more for the black version than the white one, even though it had less space. But it's a cooler color. I guess apparently it's a cooler color. And a cracked to bits. I mean splattered, guys. Like this is a properly splattered, hit pavement iPhone 5S screen. And sold it all and made about 50 bucks together. Now, you're probably thinking, well, I would have just kept it. But here's the thing. What would you what would you rather have? 50 50 dollars, 50 greenbacks, cashola that you can use on whatever. For me I used Amazon. Amazon has this nifty service where you can sell back, not sell on their marketplace. There's two ways you can do this. Mm-hmm. You can sell back certain items. And even my 3GS qualified, which I'll get to that one in a second, but I was able to sell it back and they give you Amazon credit, which is pretty much next to the, the C note here. Well, and when you sell your device, what are you going to do? Buy, buy more, more stuff. stuff right. Yeah. Right. So like, and, and for me, I'm buying diapers. So I, you know, it was, it was a net positive for me, but it was very refreshing because I've had all, and the cables, like a 30 pin cable. When's the last time you used a 30, like the old school iHome dock style plug. You're never going to use this stuff. Okay, and instead of it rotting in a drawer, we ha- we talked about this a couple episodes back. We all have that one drawer that we throw insert technology here, a Fitbit or an old phone or a Microsoft Zune, a Microsoft Zune, a Kin, you know, whatever. And you just keep it in that drawer because you think someday I'll I'll just or uh, I'll I'll do something with it or oh well if mine breaks I'll just use one of those. You don't. You really don't. <laughs> Okay, that's the reality. I'd rather have cash in hand. Cash in hand versus two pieces of worthless technology in the bush. Yep, very good. So that was Amazon. So that was Amazon. And to to loop back to the 3GS. So the 3GS barely made it in there. Amazon offered me 75 cents for that 3GS. And you know what? I took it. So the question on my mind and everyone's mind right now, why uh, would you allow yourself to sell a phone that old for mm-hmm. 75 cents. So here's the thing that I'm, I'm guessing, okay? And if there's anybody out there that's close to Amazon and or any of these buyback programs, please get a hold of us on our, our number. Uh, Eric code 201-731-TECH. Uh, leave us a voicemail. We'd be uh, happy to put it on the show and let us know what you're using uh, f- or to do to, to get rid of your tech. Yeah, so uh, what I'm guessing is, so here in the wonderful country of the United States of America, 
we buy a lot of high-end tech. And it's funny because you think an iPhone 3GS or an iPhone 4S, that's not really that high-end. But in other parts of the country, it is. And by country, I mean other parts of the world. So if you're in, say, some, some parts of Africa, some parts of Asia, some parts of India, those are primo phones because they're they expensive. Work on, they work on 3G networks or 2G networks even. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's still a prime device. Now, if it is not being repurposed somewhere else in the world, my suspicion is they were probably harvesting it and recycling it because the copper, the silver, all of the other stuff that's in there. Uh, if my iPhone 5S screen wasn't splattered, that is the same screen for the SE, for the, I think the 5C uses the same one. So the parts themselves, raw, have value. Uh, so that's that's my best guess. But I wanted to go the route of either selling it or I also uh, was looking at using a actual um, recycler where they'll actually send you a box. You throw all your tech in this box and you send it out. I lucked out that Amazon, it was my avenue to get a little bit of cashola for it. And we're not talking much. Like that splattered iPhone 5S, I got like 28 bucks for. But that's 28 bucks I didn't have. And if you were to repair it, Oh yeah, yeah. Look up at iFixit. I think a screen for the iPhone 5s or SE is going for like 50. So realistically speaking, I I see it as a net positive. So that that was my way of of doing it. But I've talked too much, Chris. Uh, how other than like selling is doing the buyback program from Amazon? Now Amazon also has a marketplace, and I think you've used that more than me. Um, I have, and I've I've sold items on Amazon. I've sold items on eBay, and uh, it involves you know setting up. Uh, with your account, you can sell a, a device, a thing uh, as well, and uh, it must be in good condition or at least described in the in the description. Uh, you can prepay for shipping. You can ship it off to Amazon, and therefore Amazon will ship it from their warehouses if you want to eliminate that aspect of uh, your workflow in selling this. But you would be up against a whole lot of other sellers and so you'd have to price competitively if you wanted to be able to get the attention of a buyer and because uh, they will rate you and that can damage your uh, rating or the reliability on future sales. So, you know, proceed with caution, take good care of how you are going to be following through once you list a product on eBay or on Amazon. So also uh, one of the drawbacks that I had in selling something also involves uh, a customer that says this item was not as described. And so PayPal, if you're on eBay, PayPal is the uh, payment processor of choice in a lot of ways. Also, you know, Amazon has their own payment processor. And so you need to be very, uh, very responsive to this customer and also being very explicit in the description so that there would not be any uh, it, it, if this goes into a quote unquote dispute, uh, it would be up to Amazon or eBay to decide who it, it would side with involving the money. So if you happen to sell an item, let's just say it's 700 bucks and you, you get the money, you ship it off, you go, uh, spend that 700 bucks on a whole lot of discounted Easter candy or diapers or diapers. And that money's gone. You may be on the hook for having to replace that 700 bucks. Right. Should there be something wrong from this customer's uh, standpoint? So you may want to keep it in. Is, is that the escrow is the right term? Yeah, for? I would say yeah, call it an escrow, a holding tank, if you yeah. will, before everything clears. And then also ask for a rating of feedback just because you can close that loop. And after a certain amount of time, 
uh, that they would have to be able to say dispute it, dispute it. Then you can spend uh, right. uh, free will. Yeah, and so that and so that's that's kind of the two ways. the The safe route, which is. Amazon tells you straight up, like this is what it's uh, what we would give you, and if it if it's less, like I had one of the iPhones where uh, it was I I thought it was going to get seventeen dollars the white one, but my black one got that, but the white one got nine dollars for some reason, you know, and you can you can uh, request to have it shipped back and stuff, so it's it's really uh, painless because I'm not selling to a person, I'm selling to a conglomerate. We'll call it the Amazon. Yours is more the the garage sale approach yeah. where it's like you got to really hicker and dicker to make sure like this is the thing that I want. Yeah. Um, but regardless, like whether you go the, the, the garage sale route or the, the, the sell or, or trade route before you can get to the point where you're either listing it on eBay or Amazon or doing like I did and just selling it directly to Amazon or a big third party, you really have to get into your mindset and ask yourself self, do I really need this? And sometimes we need a little bit of encouragement, like a game. Yes. I think you had an idea for this. Or well, it wasn't my idea, but uh, there's a website out there called the minimalistsplural.com. Hi, Joshua and Ryan. Uh, yes. Uh, so there's a very popular site out there uh, and they have on their website called the minimalists game. And what this game is, you take a month and on the first of the month, you get rid of one item from your possessions on the first day of spring my brain said to me <laughs> get rid of one item yeah okay fine <laughs> let us know hashtag beham podcast just how we can improve improve our jingles so day one of a month you get rid of one item day two you get rid of two items you see where we're going with this right day 21 you get rid of 21 items from your uh possessions. Well, what if you don't have, I mean, I, I have lots of stuff, but like how, how does one come up with 21 items in a month? Well, it doesn't have to be an entire box full of things. It could be one, uh, uh, amusement item one at a carnival from years past. Oh, got it. It could be one fork if need be. One file of receipts that are well past your IRS claim date. Yeah. And if you do the math around, you know, 30, uh, in a 30 day month, you'd average about I would say 450 items, depending on how this would go. This is a way to eliminate a great deal of, inf uh, of, of stuff from your uh, possessions. It doesn't have to be a huge amount. It could be one thing. But anyway, you can gamify it. So, you know, we're in the month of April right now. Let's just say May. May is your uh, spring cleaning clutter removal month. Uh, on May Day, May 1st, get rid of one item and then the next day two. See how it works for you. And then you might be able to get internal inertia and getting comfortable with like, yeah, I don't need this. Well, now, you know, I'm, oh, look, I'm getting a little cleaner in my bedroom. Yeah. And so this is an idea of uh, a way to make it fun. Um, also, another idea that The Minimalist came from, because I've been a fan of their website for a while, and I've uh, you know, listened they to some- They get books and stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, books, yeah. podcasts, the whole thing. They did okay. a documentary on minimal. Uh, Links in the show notes. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and so what you could do is you can have a certain amount of items placed in- uh, your home and you can have a decluttering party, a decluttering party in which you invite your friends over and they move stuff out of the closets and go through the things with uh, you and help you eliminate things that may not be necessary. Got it. Hey, so Chris, do you need this? Yes. Why? Because I won it in 2001 when I was in a Chuck E. Cheese all league baseball party. Yes, and so this may be where friends and or peer pressure can help you. I just think it's like that scene in Game of Thrones. Ding ding, shame, 
Shame. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> Something like that. However, uh, I think we can make a more family-friendly. Less, Less dragons. Yes, a more family-friendly way to eliminate <laughs> clutter from your house. But anyway, another idea is to have a decluttering party. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and just to make sure that we're not cluttering up the podcast, you might be listening to us on KMRE 102.3 FM. Low power. Community radio here in the heart of the city of subdued excitement. So the other thing that I, would help me kind of get over this hurdle is... Um, and I mean, I, I admit it, like as a tech, I get a whole bunch of stuff and I, I have this idea that, oh, I can repurpose it and redo it. The other thing that I recognized is in cleaning up stuff, you mentioned it, like you, things look tidier and this little, I don't know, cell in my brain popped and I recognized I see value in space. Ooh, that's an interesting concept. Let's talk about that. As opposed to having the value placed in this object that maybe so it's it's like um it's like a math problem, right? Like or more like a physics problem, I guess. You have like potential energy in an, in an object. Like I have potential of making this broken thingy here uh, to this piece of technology into something else. At some point, my brain recognized that the value of the space that it was taking up. Uh, was greater than the potential value of me turning that thing into something else. And once that happened, oh my gosh, it was like literally the 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 skies parted and lightning bolts were striking. Man, I was grabbing everything around the house. I was like, I don't need this. I don't need this. And then all of a sudden your family's like, wait a minute, we might want to use that. Yeah, sorry, honey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this, is a, this raises a great question. What is the value of open space in right. your primary residence? Right. Now, let's take a couple of visual examples. Any quarters on the Starship Enterprise in Star Trek Next Generation? Take a look at Riker's quarters. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. At Captain Picard's quarters. T O Gray Hot. Pretty much, you got your replicator, which is awesome, but you got a bed, you got a, a desk, and you had this little inset thing with some kind of plant. Riker would have his trombone hanging on the little, you know, the little oh, stand. Yeah. Oh yeah. Not a lot of clutter on the Starship Enterprise. Right. Let's take a look at some of the futuristic sci-fi movies as uh, directors are imagining the future. Not a lot of stuff. You, you may see a couple anachronistic posters. Let's take iRobot, for example. Sure. Uh, Will Smith played uh, Detective Spooner in iRobot, the latest one. And he had a pair of Converse Chuck Taylor All-Stars. Chucks, baby. Thing of beauty. Oh, yeah. But if you look around his dwelling, he doesn't have a whole lot of stuff. Because in the future, maybe stuff doesn't matter. And if you're living in a 900 square foot apartment, you have even more of a, a, a premium on what the, 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 the stuff that you have, you have a more of a premium on how much space that's taking up because it's less of your living space that's being made available. Right. Wow, that got zen real quick. Very zen. Anyway, something to think about is you're looking at your, your uh, family room or your vehicle. How many of you have things in your car that may be taking up a lot of space? Uh, what would it take to get a big old dumpster and go throw some stuff well, away? You don't have to, I mean, it doesn't have to be dumpster worthy. Like I said, you can turn it in for cashola or you could donate it. There's lots yes, of charities too. Absolutely. Um, regardless if you use the Value Village or the Goodwill, there's also like, uh, there's, there's missions that take stuff. Like, absolutely. You know, you can, I think first and foremost, our stuff has value, if not to us, to somebody else. Like if, if, if you can't sell it, do you find a way to, to pass it, pay it forward? And know? here in Bellingham, uh, the Lighthouse Mission does accept clothing in good shape 
uh, for those of you that may have bought a certain type of clothing a couple years ago and it may not uh, fit anymore due to certain dietary uh, situations or lack of exercise situations. Uh, there are people that could really, really use this uh, uh, clothing. Also, Lydia Place, a wonderful nonprofit here in Bellingham, has a thrift store that they would take to accept donations and such. Also, if you have a whole lot of books or CDs or DVDs, consider donating it to the Bellingham Public Library because should you have remorse and want to read that book, listen to that CD or watch that DVD again, you can check it out with a free account. I also want to point out is if you have extra food around the house that is not to your palate, Bellingham Food Bank. Absolutely. And not just that, there are many food banks around. Oh, by the way, folks, did you know that up Mount Baker Highway, there is a food desert in Whatcom County, up Mount Baker towards Maple Valley, Glacier, yeah. Kendall area. Um, there are is uh, a food desert and, and what that means is there may not be a grocery store within miles of a residence uh, for people. Now in Bellingham and in most big cities in Whatcom County, we have a grocery store within a, a driving distance or WTA. Uh, this may not be a factor for those that live up towards mountain. Rural. Rural areas, thank you. And by working with uh, some food banks, Bellingham Food Bank especially, uh, I know that they are working with helping to assist those that may be in a food desert situation. So should you have a whole lot of canned goods or a lot of non-perishable items, this may be helpful for a lot of our uh, county neighbors uh, around Whatcom County. Yeah, and for me, like I said, it started with tech. But like you just said, kind of like the minimalist game, you start to grow like, oh, clothes, oh, food, oh, like... If again, if you look at it as the potential of does the thing have more potential than the space and or time for that, that it's taking up. And for me, like once that floodgate opened, I even opened up, dare I say, two cases that do not really get opened that often. One was my lens and camera case. Uh -oh. The other one's my watch case. So what'd you do with uh, some of the hoppies yeah. that you have a whole lot of gear with? So, so especially with photography, like especially, I mean, I'm a pro, so I have a lot of gear. So I had, I, I actually had an opportunity to help equip a student in need that their camera took a nosedive, totally just puked. It, you know, they've, they've driven it into the ground and I was able to offer something that I didn't get to have like in college. I know I kind of had to scrap together equipment and stuff cause I didn't have those resources. And also the times were different back then. You had to have a lot of cashola to get a good, you know, digital DSLR. It was the bridge between film and, and digital back then. And I just had the opportunity to basically and not give away, but to sell at a very, very low undercut price to help a student in need. And that was really cool because it wasn't just, I'm going to sell you my camera. You know, I never had this and this, and th I'll just throw it in if you want it. And I just phrased it at that. Like, I'm going to sell you my camera and lens, but I also have this and that. Do you want it? And it was value added. And that was cool. So that's another way is looking, especially here in Bellingham, you know, if you have, uh, if you're a pro and you're decommissioning stuff, instead of going up and I'm photographers, I'm also looking at you because we, we do this a lot. We take our equipment and we go up on the bigs, KEH, Adorama, B&H, and we put it towards the next body. And really we get pennies on the dollar. If we're going to accept pennies on the dollar, at least offer it to a student at that same price so that you know, it's in good hands that it's going to get more use. I want to commend you on what you're doing. Uh, it is one thing to sell some gear at a heavily discounted price, but you're also paying it forward. And you're giving someone 
uh, you know, one of the youths, if you will, uh, an opportunity to be able to uh, do some good, create some content, uh, experience a kind of uh, benevolence that we may not have experienced. And so for those of you that may be listening right now, what is your hobby? What do you have a whole lot of? Are you a uh, someone who does a whole, whole lot of hiking or a whole lot of kayaking or used to, and you may have a whole lot of fishing gear? Well, what if you were to take some of that gear that you may not be using that much and uh, maybe go on Craigslist and uh, list some of the stuff uh, selling to someone who can make the best appeal or to give me a, give me a reason, make me an offer, make me an offer and explain it yeah. or find someone that may be in a, a place where they could really use something. What do you can eliminate some, uh, clutter, uh, you can, or some things not used that you've used in the past. You can help someone out and that, I, you know, uh, hold that thought. And you can also, uh, in, better the county and your be a better neighbor. So now AJ let, let's go back to that experience that you had selling your kit. Yeah. A, a, a kit oh, yeah. to this young person. Yeah. You had cash oil in your pocket. Sure. Okay. We won't discuss the the closing price. However, how did that make you feel? It was cool. Like it was it was a lot better than like I just said. Like I could have easily gone up to the bigs just like I did with Amazon and for pennies on the dollar just Basically, you, you take your body and basically it covers like maybe the tax and a little bit extra for when you trade in for a new gear. And I thought to myself, self, if it's that low of a price, why not just offer it to somebody that I that is in need? Like this person, they take classes, they needed that equipment. Okay, cool. Here. That, that's, I literally was like, here's what I got offered. Mm -hmm. Do you want it? Like, <laughs> hey, hey, ladies, got a question for you. If you happen to look in your closet and you see a great quantity of shoes... And you were to kind of take that, take a hard look at them and have the conversation within yourself. Do I, will I be using this within the next calendar year? Uh, there's a nonprofit in, in Whatcom County called Engedi Refuge for Women. They are a nonprofit that rescues women from, uh, from trafficking or other slavery and helps that restore them uh, and, and, and re-educate re them and, and give them healing so that they can experience love that may not be shown to them in various ways. They need supplies. They need uh, clothing because oftentimes when they are rescued, they only have the clothing on their back because oftentimes they don't get a chance to be able to clear out whatever living situation they're in. Ladies, if you were to donate some shoes, whether they're the four inch awesome heels, you know, stiletto OMGs. Or those really comfy flats that you wore that one time, but it doesn't match your outfit. Or that they may be not, that it may not fit just right. Right. Uh, or some flip flops or something like that. There are places out there that are uh, very eager to uh, repurpose these. So uh, here's an opportunity. You got to have this conversation with yourself as you go through your wardrobe. I've already gone there. I'm a minimalist. Well, yeah, Chris. Yeah, but it's a good feeling. It is. Just like what you mentioned with your camera kit. And it also, and it again, but it also loops into the value. Like again, the potential value for you to hang on to it in a closet that you don't wear or somebody in need that does need to use it. Which one has the most potential value? This public service <laughs> rant has been brought to you by AJ and Barce and Chris Powell because we don't take any advertising <laughs> on this show. It's just us. <laughs> but uh, so no, the the last thing that I also want to throw out to kind of help with the mental the mental block that you, that is collecting stuff. Uh, so hi, I'm a watch collector and I have a lot of watches. 
One of the thing about watches that I appreciate is they are tiny horological machines that live on a person's body and lives through that person's life. And so they have different stories that they can tell. Okay. And yes, you could say that about lots of different jewelry, rings, ladies. I mean, I know my, my wife has stories of rings that she has, not just the engagement one that's on her finger. Right. But the thing is, is that watches for me, like if, if they don't get wrist time, then they don't need to be in a case or a safe, sell them. And so I'm going, I've never sold a watch before because I usually hang on to them. So I've, I've, uh, I'll, I'll have more of an update because I have several different places that I've listed them. Some watch centered like uh, eight past 10 has a new marketplace. Uh, if you, they're kind of a micro social network that is literally just for watch fam. Like if you're a watch person, eight past 10 is like the Instagram of just watches. And so they have a new marketplace that, uh, that I'm, I'm trying out. And, uh, those guys are based out of Copenhagen, which, uh, I think is kind of cool. Yeah. And uh, so I'm going to try that and also the, the, the other places that I've mentioned here. But um, again, when you think about the stuff that you've got, whether it's clothing or food or shoes or watches or your hobby or semi-professional kit that you have, if you're just going to hang on to it just because you think maybe you ought to someday you could, what has the best potential value? It just taking up dust potentially in technology terms, rotting, because the farther away it is from the the launch date, the more useless it is to the next person. Or could you pass it on, donate it, or sell it at a a reasonable cost or help somebody out without uh, and help defray the, the additional cost of doing the newest, greatest shiny? What has the greatest potential value? And also on top of that, space! I love space. Yeah, space is a good thing. You know, somebody, I got, I got to say, uh, this, this really is, uh, this matters to me. This matters to AJ, what we're talking about. So many podcasts that you may listen to or in so many YouTube videos that you may be subscribing to are always talking about acquiring, accumulating, buying, uh, grabbing, uh, all of this stuff. But we have, we're living proof as you are able to pass things on to eliminate, to lessen, uh, there is addition with subtraction in your life. And so uh, consider that. We should probably uh, wrap this uh, show up. What do you say, AJ? Of course, because we're all about quality, not quantity. (laughs) But that wraps up for this edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us. And you know where we're at. All of the places, all of the time, all of the podcasts. All the things. All of the things. On that minimalist note, I'm AJ Barsay. And I'm Chris Powell. Thanks again for joining us on the Bellingham Podcast. So what should we call this one? The minimalist therapy session? Like, what should we call this episode? Uh, probably, how about um, uh, living more with less? No, this is M-N-M-L-T-E-K. This is minimal tech. <laughs> I like it. Mm-hmm.